Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. Today, you're with Mara Carabello and Taylor Morgan. We are filling in. We couldn't take the place of Boyd ever, but we are filling in for Boyd Matheson today. And Taylor, you know, once again, we are at a crossroads. The U.S. will hit the debt ceiling limit tomorrow unless Republicans and Democrats come to an agreement uh, whether to raise the debt ceiling or not. And this has this used to be, I, I feel like, a dramatic, infrequent event. Yeah. And now yeah. I feel like it is an annual event. I was going to say, I am old <laughs> enough to remember when this actually was interesting. Right. So Republicans say they won't raise the debt ceiling unless um, Congress gets spending cuts in order. The White House says they won't negotiate. So where does that leave us? Um, The U.S., we should say, has never defaulted on its debt. So is it a real worry? Is it a paper tiger? Um, What do we think about this next round? We are lucky today to have an exceptional reporter from Politico. Caitlin Emma is with us to talk us through this issue. Caitlin, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So what is your read on, um, you know, we're coming to the precipice and people are starting to list their demands. Um, are you finding that these are real demands or are, are this, is this political theater leading up to um, the time? What, what do you think the odds are of passing and uh, the debt ceiling tomorrow? Yeah, so I, I think we uh, find ourselves in kind of a really interesting moment where, um, you know, as you said, Tomorrow, the U.S. is expected to hit its $31.4 trillion um, debt ceiling. That's essentially a a fake deadline because the Treasury Department can pull, um, you know, basically do a number of like budgety sort of tricks to push that deadline, you know, further into the future. So the real deadline that we're looking at where, you know, the government may not be able to pay its bills on time anymore is early June at the at the very earliest. It's pro- that's probably a conservative estimate. We're probably looking at like midsummer. Um, and right now, you know, we have Republicans who are control in control of the House, and they're saying that they are not going to work with Democrats to lift the debt ceiling unless they get uh, pretty steep spending concessions. They're looking for at least a one hundred and thirty billion dollar uh, cut to annual government funding. Or they're looking for certain fiscal reforms to uh, rein in the the $31 trillion debt. Um, And there's precedence for this. I mean, more than a decade ago, Republicans were successfully able able to extract spending concessions from the Obama administration. Um, And we saw discretionary spending caps for, you know, the better part of 10 years. Um, So, I mean, it's totally possible that we can have a similar scenario this time around. But right now, we're still several months out from, like, real Mm. crisis mode. So both sides are, you know, kind of digging in their heels and saying that they're not going to negotiate with the other side. Yeah, this seems like a just 
a regular uh, bit of a political uh, show, a little bit of uh, gamesmanship by both sides. Obviously, we have a debt ceiling. Uh, there is a budgetary process, so this does need to happen. At the same time, it, it appears, at least to me, that uh, both Republicans in Congress and the White House appear to be uh, kind of politicizing uh, the debt ceiling yet again. Yesterday, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre claimed that the U.S. government was headed for catastrophe. And that that's a, that's a loaded word, a little bit of hyperbole maybe there, catastrophe, if Republicans don't uh, raise the debt limit. Let's listen to that. It was reported that Republicans have so-called plan to prioritize payments if Congress fails to address the debt ceiling. So I want to be very, very clear here, as I have been, as the president has been, uh, this is not a plan. It is a recipe for economic catastrophe. As President Biden has made clear, Congress must deal with the debt limit and must do so without conditions. But congressional Republicans are threatening to hold the nation's full faith and credit, a mandate of the Constitution hostage to their demands to cut Social Security, to cut Medicare, and to cut Medicaid. Brinksmanship that threatens the global economy. So, Caitlin, what are that was a that, that was some strong language. What are you hearing about why the Democrats are unwilling to negotiate with the Republicans? A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Right. Well, essentially what Republicans are asking for is very, very difficult to do. Um, You know, in exchange for um, votes to elect Kevin McCarthy speaker, a group of conservatives say that they sort of locked in this handshake deal with McCarthy that, um, you know, would, would pursue these spending concessions. And a few of those have to do with the debt ceiling. Um, like I said earlier, their conditions for acting on the debt ceiling um, would, at least at the moment, appear to be either at least a $130 billion cut to annual government funding. Um, that is not something that's going to ever be accepted by uh, the Democratic Senate or the White House. Or they're looking for some sort of fiscal reforms to, you know, say mandatory spending, entitlement programs, um, something to get the $31 trillion debt, um, you know, under control. Because, you know, a lot of Republicans are uh, sort of in the mindset that uh, ballooning federal debt sort of weakens our economic security and endangers our you know, economic future. So, you know, Democrats are not willing to negotiate on this front. I mean, I think one, because it's far too early in this standoff to sort of, you know, even talk about bending to demands like that. And two, because, you know, they um, have all the leverage in the Senate and the White House. So it's entirely possible that Democrats could get support from enough moderate Republicans in the House to act on the debt ceiling later this year. Um, But how it all plays out sort of remains to be seen. Um, You have the White House press secretary just then uh, talking about a Republican plan to prioritize payments. Um, that's kind of an interesting idea. It's an idea that was floated uh, more than a decade ago under a sort of similar showdown between between Congress and the White House. 
essentially that idea um, would allow the U.S. Treasury Department to pay its bondholders while uh, allowing other financial obligations to lapse. So, um, you know, that could possibly be something that is under consideration in a debt limit showdown. But the White House, as you heard, is already dismissing the idea, saying, you know, we're going to be um, uh, going back on our word when it comes to, like, critical uh, financial obligations for, you know, American people and taxpayers. So that does not seem to be an option. So there's really no exit strategy at the moment when it comes to dealing with the debt limit. So as you said, well, this is a, a deadline, but maybe not the only deadline. What are you expecting to see in the next 24 hours? Uh, I mean, in the next 24 hours, I, I think that the U.S. will probably hit its $31.4 trillion borrowing limit with little fans there. I'm sure the Treasury Department will you know, acknowledge the fact that this has happened uh, last week, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen told congressional leaders, you know, she gave them a heads up. This is going to be happening um, because it's happening. The Treasury Department is deploying something called it, it sounds intense, but it's fairly routine uh, in these sort of standoffs. But they're deploying something called extraordinary measures where they, um, you know, essentially uh, just reprioritize, you know, number of wonky budget things so that they can keep paying the bills on time, essentially uh, hitting this, you know, statutory cap on um, the debt tomorrow kicks that process off. And Yellen was saying that, you know, she thought that the the country, you know, wouldn't run out of cash or wouldn't exhaust those extraordinary measures until early June at the latest. Again, that's probably a fairly conservative estimate. We could be looking at like a real crisis debt limit deadline in July. Um, so Congress has a few months to figure out, you know, what it's going to do. But those months are going to go by quickly. And, you know, the groundwork for any potential deal to raise the debt limit has to really start now. Yeah. Caitlin Emma joining us. Uh, Caitlin is a budget and appropriations reporter for Politico. Thank you so much for joining Inside Sources. Thanks for having me. Mara, in our last segment, we talked about uh, – what we saw as potentially a communications failure uh, by the White House over the uh, President Biden's uh, possession of classified documents. And maybe I'm missing something, but are Democrats and specifically is the White House here missing an opportunity uh, from a messaging perspective on the national debt? Uh, I get the sense that that Democrats – aren't reading the politics right on the national debt. Interesting. I think you and I would disagree on this. Okay, please, I think yeah. that this is a layback time. Uh, I think that Republicans are seen as the aggressors. They're hitting through their talking points. They're hitting on personal issues really well. But as she said, they're playing more of a game of chicken because we can't, frankly, default on our debt. True. And so they're not playing from a bigger negotiating point. But we'll continue to wait and see the gamesmanship. Coming up next is a new initiative aimed at partnering with Congress to help more Americans achieve their dreams. Stay tuned on Inside Sources. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.